what's up everybody welcome back to the cut and we are here we are back we are turning to week six randy is excited for week six yeah but less excited because there's no thursday night football christian is somewhat excited for week six yeah i i'm kind of with randy though i don't i don't really know what i'm gonna do tomorrow i guess you know like be present and spend time with Nikki and the dog, but you know, like I'd also you love don't to do, do enough that of that well. already. Yeah. Well, it, I mean, it'll be nice, you know, maybe I can catch up on my shows that I was talking about in the outro the other day, watch some, some haunting of Bly Manor, still only one episode in. So speaking of, I did start the haunting of Hill house because of you last night. Ooh, good one. I nice got like one. three episodes into that and then stopped. Hmm. what why go back because they're like hour and a half long episodes and i just don't want to sit there for that long and be scared <laughs> yeah dude I'd be scared come on i i will say it's one of the scariest things I've the ever second watched. the second episode where she opens the door and like her mom is like sitting up that was creepy there's a lot of creepy shit and that's not even like the twist at the end oh Spoilers, yes, please. I'm not uh, gonna. I'm not gonna you. spoil it for you, Andy. But are you uh, saying at the end? Are you saying at the end of the entire like? Yeah, series? you haven't seen it yet. I'm the only one that's seen it clearly, yeah. but so I won't. I won't spoil it. But definitely to the listeners, definitely recommend Haunting of Hill House. Jerry's still out on Bly Manor, though. Are they like the same creators? Yeah, it's a guy named Mike Flanagan. He he directed the whole first season. And then he only produced the second season. So is it is it like a carryover from Haunting of Hill House? No, it's like a, an anthology. So like kind of what okay. American Horror Story did. Makes okay. Sense. But enough of the non-football talk. <laughs> the last thing I will say, um, currently watching the uh, ALCS game, Tyler Glassnow looks exactly like Killian Murphy. And that's all I'll have to say about that. I don't know if you guys know who Killian Murphy is. Yeah. Yeah, he... Uh, isn't that the dude that plays in Batman? He, yeah, he's the Scarecrow in Batman Begins, and he was uh, uh he's the main guy. He's uh, Thomas Shelby in Peaky Blinders. Yep. Um, but yeah, Tyler Glass now looks exactly like him. Anyway, all right. So, um, before we get started with our start to the week, and uh, we're gonna do a game of the week this week because obviously no Thursday night game like these two talked about. Um. We're looking for some more in-season fantasy writers and hoping to add some NFL draft writers as well once it gets to that time at the turn of the year. Um, so if, if you're interested, D, uh, go ahead and shoot a direct message to any of the three of us, but primarily Christian, if or, he handles all that stuff. Or the cut account. Or the cut. <laughs> that too, yeah. which That's is easier. mainly run by Christian. So either way, you're going to be talking to Christian. Um, Christian is going to start okay. writing all 22 breakdown articles. Yeah. Yeah, I I put out a poll and like 60% of people said they would read it. I don't believe them. It was 59%. I assumed that you guys either didn't vote or voted no or voted I don't read your shit now, which was an option. I would have um, voted that. I did I, not vote. I did not vote cuz I didn't want to sway the outcome. Yeah. So, but I I had a, a decent amount of interest in it. Um I don't know how they're going to be structured just yet, but it I'm thinking the Travis Fulgham article that I just posted, uh, I think that'll be kind of what I do. It'll just be like player focused, but fantasy focused, but send me the players that you want me to look at after each week. And uh, 
I'll I'll kind of decipher who I want to analyze each week. So where do you at, get at all this point, time? I don't have it. I just grind because I'm a fucking G, dude. Also very tired all the time. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> But and one thing and uh, one other thing that Christian brought to our attention is we didn't really pay attention to our episode count. So we flew by our 100th episode. Uh, it's possible we'll do a giveaway to celebrate, uh, even though we are on currently episode 107. So, yay, 107. Um, <laughs> but we'll be looking to do a giveaway, but only if you tell your friends about us. Yep. Tag okay. us in, in tweets and stuff so we know that you're doing that. Yes. Tell us when you have a friend that subscribes. Spread the word. Yes. All right. So before uh, the game of the week, which team's going to be ringing the bell tomorrow? Oh god. Uh, my gut. My gut says it doesn't. My gut doesn't even say the Chiefs. It says the Bears. I disagree. But. I think Cordero Patterson already tweeted out that that's not one of the teams because he tried getting love there. Um, but, I mean, it could be. That would suck for David Montgomery. Um, I I talked about it right before. I think the Bills are a very good chance with Zach Moss being injured, not really being able to come along. Uh, might well, as well go to the playoff push. Bell should go to the Dolphins just to stick it to fucking Adam Gaze. So how cool would that be? Plus, I mean, like no one cares. No one cares about Miles Gaskin. Uh, we, Bell could get all that work to himself. Everyone cares. Jordan about Howard Miles was Gaskin. Jordan Howard was a healthy scratch. There's, they don't play Matt Breida. There's a lot of money already tied up in that backfield, though. True. Uh, I mean, I, I think Bills. Bills are the same division. Same with Patriots. I think that's a decent option. Uh, just I hope he does, just so we can hey, stick it to Christian. I mean, Harris, yeah, so. and, and Cam's already on the revenge tour. Why not Bell, too? And Bell, and what's funny is Bell would get the majority of that work, too, if he went yeah, to the Patriots. But they would still they would still run out four backs a week. You know who that would kill? That would kill James White's value. Not necessarily. Bur- Burkhead, Burkhead more, completely, but... and then it would really hurt the uh, Sony Michelle slash Damon Harris role. It's going to hurt wherever he goes. It's going to kind of suck for fantasy. Yeah, there's, really, no, there's no one with an I open think, field. <laughs> well, he should go to the Giants, but he doesn't want to go to the Giants because well, no one cares. They like, just no signed, one cares about they just the sent Freeman to. Yeah, to like a million-dollar deal. Bell just left a shit New York team. He wants to go to a good team. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He's not going to go there. If he goes to the Chiefs, I think the Chiefs are the best landing spot for his fantasy value right now. Um just because of obviously how explosive that offense is and him and Edwards Hilaire would probably share a lot of it where it's not going to completely destroy Edwards Hilaire's value where it would for some other teams like, like Singletary. Hey, if he were to, yeah, I mean, Darrell Williams is out there like 40 to 50% of the time. So this, yeah. So he just takes, he like, he takes a little bit more, but yeah, he becomes a better Daryl Williams, and then we just never hear of Daryl Williams again. And, and to be honest, though, the Chiefs are probably going to be the team. I will say that Daryl Williams is kind of like their power back, though, even though they use him in passing downs, too. But that, so I mean, was, that can be Bell, though. Yeah. You think? Like, yeah, I think oh, it was more of Clyde. Mm-hmm. I think Clyde's more of a power back than Bell. I think, sure, but I think Bell's, they wouldn't have defined roles. Yeah, right. Fair. It yeah. would kind of be like, 
what Reed wanted to do with McCoy last year before McCoy just was an afterthought. Yeah. He's like a he's a very souped up LaShawn McCoy. Yeah. And by because very souped up you mean he's just a a good running back, whereas LaShawn McCoy yes. is not. And I and I don't think Bell's done by any sense of the word either. I think he'll go to the Chiefs this year and then he'll be a starting running back in twenty twenty one. Solid chance. Yeah. Yeah. But all right, the uh game of the week that we will be talking about is the uh Browns on the road in Pittsburgh. Uh Steelers are your three and a half point favorite. Um so we'll talk about obviously the Steelers run defense has been something that we've talked that people have talked about all year. And the analytics show that last week they got torched, but they really didn't. It was one 75 yard Miles Sanders run and then another one yard touchdown that showed the points that they gave up. Um, so the question is Hunt was at least not on the injury report today. I don't think he was, so off, this is, he was off the injury report middle of last week. Right, but he he didn't look 100% if you watch that Colts game. He was going in and out. Um, There were a couple times where he kind of limped off the field. My point is, he's healthy this week. He's healthier this week than I think he was last week. So if if there's going to be a week where he's going to overcome the the run defense, it's it's going to be this one. Yeah, I mean, uh, Steelers are currently second in the NFL in run defense, I believe. Uh, but the last three games, the teams are averaging around 80 yards. Uh, none of those have the Browns' offensive line. I mean, True. clearly. So I think he will be able to overcome, but I don't think it's going to be like a an ungodly game. I think he does have high touchdown upside, though. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I personally think – I mean, I ranked Hunt high just because of volume. Um. But yeah. I, I think he's going to struggle a little bit. I do think, like, if you look at the Browns' offensive line versus the Steelers' defensive line, I think it's a push. But I think – do we know if, uh, Wyatt Teller's playing? He didn't practice today. Um. Well, that's not good news. If, if he doesn't play, like, Hubbard has been good in spurts, but I don't really love Kareem's prospects this week. I did, You still start him, of course, but – I'm not. I'm not in love with the matchup. Yeah, that's fair. Um, and then I I didn't see the report about Deontay Johnson, but I I had some pause about Claypool even with the week he had. Um, but I mean, if he's out, you probably have to start him. If if Deontay's out, you probably have to start Claypool. Yeah, I think I'm with you. I mean, I wouldn't expect anywhere near last week, but I think you can expect flex appeal. Just like I, there's a shot James Washington could go off like that too. No, yeah. he. I mean, Claypool's never going to do what he did last week again. Um, but yeah, I, I do I do expect Smith-Schuster to have a good week because he won't see a lot of Denzel Ward. Um, I have... Juju as my 18th receiver. I think that's higher than both of you guys. Yeah. Most. Mm. I don't know. That's also part of, that's also kind of taking into account Deontay Johnson. I don't, I don't know if he plays and if he plays, I don't think he's a hundred percent. I have him at 26. Yeah. I, I have Deontay at 25 and Juju at 28. Um, just because I kind of assume that 
don't we think that Ward will probably still shadow Juju? Yeah. Well, I not in the slot. Fair, fair assessment. Yeah. Um, so I don't, I don't know. Maybe I need to come up on Juju a little bit. Yeah. No, I, I wasn't, and I wasn't commenting about your ranking. I was just saying that I, I was a little higher. I've been a, a little bit higher on Smith Schuster all year. Granted, it may be not, it may not be the right hill to die on, but I have been. <laughs> yeah. Anything else for this game? Uh, go Browns. Yeah, go Browns. It, Christian Asher shootout. I think that's very likely with how the Browns have been playing and with how bad the Browns' past defense is. See, I almost, I almost don't think so, man. These guys, these games are always slugfests. Yeah. So it can be a slugfest with knockout blows being thrown every. Every well, especially if, plays if Baker's playing, if, if Baker's playing a less than one hundred percent, like the Browns are going to want to control the time of possession. The Browns aren't going to change up their offense. That's, I mean, right? But I mean, their offense is running the ball a ton. Yeah, I mean, last week they came out firing with Baker. I think they're going to kind of mix it up this week. But I, I, that, I'm just saying, like the Browns can score forty, the Steelers can score forty. That's that's more what I was saying. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would be surprised if that happened. I don't know what the over under is, but if I was if I was betting on the game, I I would honestly probably take the under. Um, but all right, let's uh, we'll do our starts. But Randy, go ahead and talk about Thrive Fantasy. Oh, that was rude. Uh, <laughs> I can't make Christian talk about it every time, but I want to. Okay, well, Thrive Fantasy is a tremendous sports betting app. It's all about prop betting. You've heard us say it almost every week here, almost every episode, I guess I should say. Uh, we talk about it heavily on our Saturday live stream with me and Christian. Uh, we are loving our experience on this app. Uh, they are great getting back to people with any issues. Uh, they they have just been pretty good. They were one of the only, they had some issues with uh, scoring last week, but they updated as fast as they could, unlike FanDuel, who waited till like Tuesday night to do anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> that was awesome. So, yeah, that was hard playing on Fandle this week, but at least Thrive at the end of every quarter they updated uh when they could. And I, I they're really killing the game out here. Uh if you wanna enjoy these this uh platform as much as us, use our promo code the cut to double your money up twenty to fifty dollars, whatever you put in, but a minimum of twenty. We love it. I mean, we played every single time we can, me and Christian. We're even playing CSGO things because they're free. Uh, I mean, yeah. it's the prop betting is the wave of the future. Yeah, dude. I already put in my lineup for Sunday slate, so we'll talk. <laughs> Got to get ahead of it for our uh, for our DFS episode since we're recording earlier. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So let's get into our starts of the week. And Christian, wow. Yeah, right. Christian, why like don't you that. start? Why don't you start for us? Okay. So, I have uh, in the weeks that I've chosen one of my A1s, I've done pretty well. So, I think that means don't give me that look, Randy. I I said pretty. I pretty think well. you're only talking about what? <laughs> it's true. Um, so Matt Stafford, Matthew Stafford is my quarterback start of the week. He's going up against the Jacksonville Jaguars this week, who are 25th in the league in quarterback fantasy points against. 
Kenny Galladay should be dominant against the secondary. Since he's returned, Matthew Stafford has an average uh, rating of 107, and he's thrown over half of his touchdowns. Of course, it's they've played four games, um, so obviously he's better with Kenny Galladay on the field, but Kenny Galladay will be on the field. TJ Hawkinson should be pretty damn dominant. Uh, it's a plus matchup for him. I know that the, the report came out that Matt Patricia or the offensive coordinator, someone said, oh, we know why he's uh, not looking right this year, and it's mechanics-related. I think if they were able to identify that, they'll be able to correct it, and Matt Stafford's going to look like his 2019 self this week. I'm starting him. I think I have him as a top-five quarterback. You should start him. Yeah. I mean, um, coming off a bye, and you get a little bit worried about who um that he he has struggled but i i, I think the match the matchups there um it's not like jacksonville's defense is anything to write home about no they let the texans have a get right game last week uh i think the lions had sure. it this week uh this may be a <laughs> closer to the shootout me and christian were hoping for last week in that game uh but yeah you have them 3 me and sweet have them 5 Sean has them 6 or we have him six, Sean has him seven. So we're all really high on him this week in this offense. Yeah. All right. So moving on to me, I do want to give, uh, I want to give a disclaimer <laughs> here. And I said it, I was a week early in all of my, so going back to last week, Kirk Cousins, James Robinson, Adam Thielen, Evan Ingram. Those are all four honorable mentions for my start of the week at each position. But I, I, I got yelled at when I brought that up, and I'm not allowed to do it. Because <laughs> Cousins would have been my choice here. James Robinson for my running backs, Adam Thielen for my wide receiver, and Evan Ingram. But I'm not going to do any of that. I, I almost thought Randy was going to take him, but he didn't. Because their matchups are great. So if you have those guys, go play them. But I'll have to kind of rotate here because, you know, Christian and Randy are unfun. But all right. So after the very low-scoring week one, between the New England Patriots and the Miami Dolphins. Ryan Fitzpatrick has now had QB finishes of QB 12, QB 10, QB 13, and QB 6 in the last four weeks. He now gets to play the New York Jets, who are still led still led by Adam Gase. And the two times that the Jets played competent quarterbacks, not named Nick Mullins, Phillip Rivers, or Brett Rippon, they gave up the QB three finish to Josh Allen and the QB six finish to Kyler Murray. I have no reason to believe that Ryan Fitzpatrick isn't going to come out there and absolutely ball against the Jets because what the hell does this guy have to lose? If he gets hurt, he gets hurt. If he, if if they bench him, then he's probably done. And you have to. I mean, obviously the Dolphins drafted Tua to eventually play him, but the Dolphins are having a little bit of success now, and Ryan Fitzpatrick is just airing it out, and he's he's going nuts out there. So I have no reason to think that changes. Also, I listened to our episode two weeks ago, and we talked about the Thursday night game before we gave our starts of the week, and we were shocked that Adam Gay still had a job in week four. It is now week six. He has two more losses on his resume, and he still has the fucking head coaching job. I don't get it. And just ran his star back out of town. But that's irrelevant. Did you guys see that quote where someone asked him what it or 
if he would respond to how he used uh, Lev in the wrong ways, and he so said, "Well, that's irrelevant now." And someone so he, like, he totally dismissed it. Yeah, he he basically said, "Thank God he's gone." Like that's irrelevant. Nice, oh, Ryan. Hey. Ryan Fitzpatrick, classic Adam Gase. Makes me want to drink. Use the beard power. He's gonna light it up. I'm, yeah. I'm with the beard power. Uh, yeah, I honestly, I was somewhat mad that you took him <laughs> when I looked at the doc. That's on me for uh, taking forever to do it. In fairness, Christian didn't have it done when I thought he would have. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but fair. going into mine for the week, it's going to be Ben Roethlisberger. Uh, we talked about it for a game of the week. Going in, it, he's expected. Uh, for me, at least, just like last week, for the Steelers to need to throw the ball because the Browns run defense is actually decent this year, and the pass defense with all the injuries and starting what is seems to be the worst safety in the NFL <laughs> has become one of the worst pass defenses in the league. They're actually 26 right now against QBs, allowed multiple touchdowns in four out of five games and multiple 300-yard games to QBs. I think he's going to tax Sandejo as much as possible. He's scored at least 18 points in every game so far, even with a revolving door and targets with Connor, Deontay, and everyone getting a little banked up during this year. He's looked good since the second half of week one, and I think he's going to be QB1 this week, even in a loss. Yep. Mm. Hopefully a loss. <laughs> Hopefully a loss. I had to throw it in there quick. <laughs> and knock on wood slightly. <laughs> All right, is it my turn again then? Uh, yes, yes, that's how this yeah, works. That's the order we went in. So yeah, what's so confusing? On. I do want to say, yeah, and I even typed, I even typed it in the correct order in the doc this time because Randy got on me yesterday. Randy got on me last week. Um, <laughs> but I do. The last thing I want to say is, unfortunately, three out of the four best matchups against quarterbacks are all on by this week: Seattle, the Chargers, and the Saints. Like those teams are all. 29, 30, and 31 against the quarterback position. So um, other than me, again, taking Kirk Cousins, who the Falcons are last against the quarterbacks, uh, I, I think we did, we did a pretty good job of identifying those other guys. But all right, moving on, running backs. Yeah, so mine is David Montgomery this week. I hyped him up on Twitter last week because I, if you watched the game, like you you saw that there was a an edge or a D-tackle in his freaking lap as soon as he touched the ball, every time. And so people were saying, oh, he's shitty, he's shitty, he sucks. Let me read some stats off. Um, he's currently eighth in the league in elusive rating with a minimum of 53 attempts. He's 25th in the league in his receiving grade per PFF, despite not being considered a receiving back. He ranks 12th in the league in DVOA and 11th in the league in DYAR. Basically, David Montgomery is performing exactly like a, a workhorse back should. And he gets the Panthers this week. Their offensive line actually has a perceived advantage, which this might be the only week that that's the case because uh, their offensive line is dog shit. So they should be able to handle that that defensive front. David Montgomery might come in for 150 yards and two touchdowns this week. I don't think that's going to happen. But um, I do think that the people who are saying I'll probably sit David Montgomery. I think you're crazy. This is a a prime matchup. Um, He's everything you look for in a workhorse. And I am 100% in on Montgomery this week. 
I mean, I'm, that's it. I always, <laughs> I always expect Randy to comment first. I, I was about to. I mean, I'm in on this. Obviously, I love Montgomery. Um, I think he should have a big week. Uh, I don't think they should sign Love Bell, uh, mainly because we're in our second year of Montgomery. We got to let him have the keys to the castle here and go wild. Uh, and this matchup's the best in the league. So, yeah. And I, I, I told Christian beforehand I was a little upset that he had gotten his in first because Montgomery was absolutely going to be my pick. Um, but no, uh-huh. it definitely it definitely makes sense. So um, I swear to God, I'm going to die on this freaking hill if it kills me, gentlemen. My start of the week at the running back position is David Johnson. Now, this isn't a week that I expect him to go off and have like a top eight performance because it probably won't happen even though uh, even though the Titans defense has given that up twice already to running backs. Now, granted, one of them was Dalvin Cook, but the other one was James Robinson. So it's not unheard of to think that that it could happen where he uh, David Johnson has a big game. Look, he's still getting a bunch of t- – he had 17 carries last week, which was the most uh, on the season for him. He had 100 total yards. He had 21 – he had – uh, 19 touches because he had two receptions on four targets. Um, but again, if he would have had a touchdown to go with that 100 total yards, he would have been in like the top, I think it would have been like top 15 or 16. And Duke Johnson has been back for two weeks. Duke Johnson isn't like, he has eight carries combined in two games. So David Johnson is getting the work. He's He, he hasn't turned it into fantasy production yet because he hasn't found the end zone um, I believe since week one, or so he he's found the end zone twice this year. He's getting the touches, and it's going to continue. It has no reason to change. And if he finds the end zone, which he very well could against the Titans, then he's going to finish in the top fifteen. Duke Johnson. <laughs> That's my only comment. No, I'm just yeah. kidding. Don't make me say it again. Eight touches in two weeks. Yeah. Eight carries. It ca- yeah, I was gonna say. I, yeah, I was gonna 12, say twelve touches in two weeks. Mm-hmm. That's six a game. I hope they're all. He gets six this game, and all six go for touchdowns, and it takes <laughs> away David Johnson. No, I'm just kidding. I it, it should be a decent week for David Johnson. I think I ranked him fairly low, but that's just probably from bias. I mean, I. I where do I have him? I have him at oh twenty two. That's you know that's pretty reasonable ahead I, of Joe Mixon. I have at nineteen because I just the uh, I think he needs a touchdown to be top fifteen. But I mean he has the upside. So all right, well I'm gonna move into mine. Uh, I'm going with yet again low hanging fruit and Alexander Madison here. Obviously we're not officially ruled out for Cook, but with them having a bye next week, I think it'd be smart for them just to sit him and let him get two weeks of rest to get this fully healed up by the next time they come out. He's just missing one game. Uh, I put in here Christian insert song here because about two months ago, it feels like he said, he yeah, you make- never came out with that. Yeah. I was going to say he's going to make a song. And I doubt he ever did. And I doubt he will, but this is the push for it. Uh, <laughs> he, sent me a- like, he sent me the very beginning of it. And then he never, he never expanded on it. That's true. So, it is not recorded. It is written, and it is good. But mm. doubting my uh, my voices, so there well, are multiples. Definitely a oh. fair. That's definitely a fair worry. Absolutely. 
Yeah. Well, what is not a fair worry is Alexander Madison not killing it this week. Uh, he, I know. I got it. He had a great week last week in the relief work for Cook, and that continues this week against a helpless Falcons defense. They're so bad. <laughs> we would <laughs> we would have Cook top three this week. Uh, apparently, I can't spell fast. Uh, sorry, I had to read that four times to get that right. Uh, <laughs> uh, if he was healthy, maybe even one because of this matchup. So I'm baking on Madison to kill it just the same. Uh, 54 and a half over under against the Falcons, who are 27th against the run so far. Give me all of this matchup. I think he's having over 100 yards. He had three catches in limited work last week. I think he gets to the five, and I think he's going to score. Yep. Yeah, I'm yeah, very, I'm very sad that Dalvin Cook chose last week to have his um, honor or to have his a uh, yearly injury issue because this matchup and. He was gonna. He was gonna continue to go nuts against the Seahawks, and then this matchup was also very good. I will say, for while it does suck for fantasy, if he was gonna get a little banged up, right now is the perfect time <laughs> going into yeah, the bye. Yeah, it's perfect. Plus, they don't need him against no. the Falcons. Probably, nope. you know, he he was gonna be one of my like pivots if I didn't go Montgomery. So well, that's too damn bad. <laughs> I got Montgomery. So, all right. Uh, this is actually a good segue into mine. So, I am choosing a, Christian's a wide receiver. That is, yeah my my Vikings receiver that I chose this week is not Adam Thielen like like Sean did last week. Should have been. Right? No, it's Justin Jefferson. So the the matchup against the Falcons. Randy just talked about how bad they are. It means good things for running backs and wide receivers. They rank twenty fourth in the league in fantasy points against at the receiver position. Jefferson is probably going to draw Isaiah Oliver most of the time, who is giving up 0.41 fantasy points per route against, which is 11th worst in the league, tied for with some other shit corner. Um, sorry to that corner if you're listening. Yeah, I'm sure he is, Christian. He could be. You never know. Uh, but the Falcons, in my opinion, should see a resurgence in their offense. Uh, it hasn't been great. I know Julio didn't practice today which sucks uh, because the Falcons offense is just exponentially better with Julio on the field, obviously. But with the coaching change, I think the Falcons are going to have a fire under their ass. And so I think the passing game is going to be necessary for Minnesota. Um, I have Jefferson as like my wide receiver 10 this week, and I'd start him over like everyone. Um, And this isn't like, I'm not going against what Randy's saying with Madison, because I think, all of the things can be true. I think Jefferson, Thielen, and Madison can all just be extremely productive, the same way that Dalvin Cook and Jefferson and Thielen always are. So, Yeah, and, and they're a run-first team. They're not going to get away from that. Even if they do have to throw, they will still run it at least one, one time instead of downs. There's no question for me on that. Uh, and Madison does get some passing work. So I they are a limited passing team, but with how lethal the Falcons offense can be I'm with you here yeah cool all right my wide receiver start of the week now this makes me feel a little gross because um I did give some thought into doing the the stack between uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick and Devontae Parker but I've um I did the stack last week with Cousins and Thielen which I should have done again this week but um I I, I my the reason I feel gross is because 
me making my wide receiver start of the week, Terry McLaurin, means that I'm putting trust into Kyle Allen. Like, that's why I feel gross. But the Giants are 26th against the wide receiver position. They've, uh, they haven't had a week that they haven't given up a top 24 wide receiver finish. Um, and that was including uh, week three, where it was San Francisco uh, wide receivers um, not named Debo. So it was Brandon Ayuk and Kendrick Bourne and, um, you know, the other guys that the not, unfortunately not Dante Pettis. Um, <laughs> but the New York Giants, their defense is very, very bad. Their offense is very bad. Their defense is going to make, their defense is going to give up a bunch of points, meaning their offense is going to need to score a bunch of points, meaning this is going to be a very high-scoring game, even if the quarterback is Kyle Allen. Terry McLaurin, after after the sit last week that I, I felt good about, that I was actually finally right on a, on a sit, especially with a guy of that nature. So I, I was happy about that. But this should be a game where McLaurin gets back on track as long as it's Kyle Allen for the majority of it and, and Ron Rivera isn't trying to say, oh, well, he's not healthy. Let's put in Alex Smith. Let's have Alex Smith get hit 20, 20 times. And, you know, they didn't complete a single pass further than six yards down the field last week. Not a single pass. That's gross. That's really gross. Um, do you have more, Sean? Or? No, no, that's it. Uh, I think this is a get right game for McLaurin. Um, so this is one I actually disagree with, dude. Um, I. I thought about making him my sit, but I didn't. So, but here's why. Um, so last week, James Bradbury shadowed Amari Cooper, and Amari Cooper had like four fantasy points. James Bradbury's been like extremely good this year, and you have to like he's not going to cover. I don't even know who the fucking second receiver is on the Redskins. Is it or on the football team? Jesus Christ! Um, probably mix that up one time. It's probably, it's probably not Charlieman. Yeah, that's that's what I was thinking. So uh, the reason I I would be a little hesitant is I mean if Amari Cooper can't do it, is Terry McLaurin better than Amari Cooper? I don't sure, know, but, but also at the same time, less sorry. weapons. Yeah, I was going to say at, at the yeah. same time, Dak could then rely on C. Lamb and and not Michael Gallup. Um, oh. Dak was able to rely on C. Lamb. Like the 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 football team has no one no one like. CD Lamb as a number two. So whether or not Bradbury's on McLaurin, McLaurin is going to get a bunch of targets because they have no one else to throw to. Logan Thomas is a joke. That's yeah. Unfortunately. That's, yeah, uh, I know. I was on him a, too. But. I'm not I'm not going to guess you, Sean, simply because of they they got to throw to. They just got to. <laughs> and they haven't and they haven't really wanted to throw to Gibson that much either. No, and I mean between they is, they liked McKissick more than they liked uh, Gibson last week. Well, yeah, they're top of the ball between and between uh, Isaiah Wright, I believe it is, and Inman. They're good enough together for like three quarters of a top tier receiver. Mm-hmm. So I, I mean, McLaurin has to get a target share that's uh, close to top of the league this week. Yeah. All right. Well, going into mine, it's going to get target share close to the top of the week. I. Just disclaimer, this this spot the last couple of weeks has been getting hurt for me early a lot. Yeah, uh, it's, not, it's the curse of Randy. Yeah, it's not great. Um 
So I'm going the safest option I could think of that hasn't hurt anyone ever and is criminally undervalued, and that's Jameson Crowder. Miami is 22nd against receivers. Crowder is the lone good thing on the Jets. Whether it's Darnold or Flacco under center, I, I didn't officially get the update that Flacco, uh, Darnold was going to sit this week. Christian told me that right before we started. But either way, he it doesn't matter to him, apparently. doesn't matter who's throwing the ball. He has had at least seven catches, 100 yards, and 17 fantasy points in every game he's played so far. Consistent players are a blessing this year with all the injuries and all the sit-outs for other reasons. Uh, you should ride Crowder to a solid week. Prayers out that he doesn't get hurt in the first quarter. Probably gonna pull yeah, it. talk about being on the other end of the spectrum with the risk-reward guys to like the Die. clearest, clearest floor play that you could possibly choose. Hey, bro, like, what do you want me to do with this? <laughs> it's just two straight weeks. <laughs> I'm, not saying, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm, I'm just laughing at that, that. That's what you went with. It, it's it's probably the right call too. It's just hilarious. Yeah, yeah. It, <laughs> Crowder, I mean, is, like Randy said, he's the most criminally undervalued player. In like, I'm not starting him in a place because I mean, see, I it's funny. Be. I actually have been starting him, and it's worked out for me. But it's 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 because I've been in a war of attrition. Yeah. See, I have. I I might be starting him now, but I had like, uh, I don't even know who I have in that. This is an irrelevant story. Um, because I have no idea, but I, I am sitting Jamison Crowder this week because of my receiver depth. I, I mean, I have him 23 in the week and Christian has him 24. So, and I think I see Sean has him right around there too. Crowder. I have him at. Do do do. Uh, 27. Yeah. So I, I think he's wide receiver two this week. So mm-hmm. I, I'm all yeah. for him. And he has like top five upside every week. So, mm-hmm. but he he'll never get it. I, I mean, they would have to score week. touchdowns. Yeah, didn't he have like thirty yeah. fantasy uh, points? Randy touchdowns yeah. plural. That's hey, a problem. Uh, just saying, Sean. Just so you know, he was seventh wide receiver last week. Mm. Yeah, not Seven. top five. This fucking guy. This fucking guy. <laughs> hey, I, I, all right, hey, that's the argument. I'm leaving. I quit. All right, <laughs> we're on to we're on to Sean's favorite position, right? Yeah, uh, no, we Tight should just stop. We literally should just stop having this segment. Like, get, nope. finish, go quarterback, running back, wide receiver, and then just get into our sets. Nope, my set should be every tight end, not named George Kittle, Mark Andrews, or Travis Kelsey. Nope, can't do that. Yes, we can. We make the rules. <laughs> All right, nope. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go into my my tight end start of the week. It is Robert Tanyan. He is the NFL leader in defense-adjusted value over average. He is the NFL leader in value over average if you don't adjust for defenses. He's the NFL leader in defensive yards above replacement. These are all at the tight end position. Basically, according to the advanced analytics, Robert Tanyan is the best tight end in the league. He is top 12 in PFF's receiving grade. He is top three in the league in total touchdowns. That's including receivers. I know Mike Evans is ahead of him. That's with a bye week last week, too. I know. He was, he was tied for first going into last week. Yep. So he has five touchdowns. I think Mike Evans and someone else have six. Uh, Johnny Smith's up there, too, by the way. Pretty damn close. Okay. Shout out, Johnny. Uh, uh, the, the matchup this week is, is not great, but I don't care. 
because Robert Tanyan is one of the best tight ends in the league right now, and you're fooling yourself if you don't believe it. Believe it. Start Robert Tanyan. He's been the only consistent second option. He's become the consistent first option with Devontae Adams out. Obviously, everyone expects Adams to play this week, so that's a good thing. Uh, even for Tanya, even with the bad matchup, I think it's better because Adams is in the game and Rogers trusts him right now. Yep. I'm going to let our listeners in on a little secret of how I've decided to begin choosing my tight end start of the weeks. Essentially, I have a dartboard and I write down people, I write down tight end names on said dartboard. I close my eyes and I throw it and I whatever the dart lands on, that's my tight end start of the week. The guy I landed on this week is Eric Ebron. So, I, I, I'm, I'm joking, but I should start doing that because who the hell cares? But the Browns are still not good against tight ends. 27th in the league against the tight end position for fantasy. It would be higher if they didn't play Washington Week 3, who absolutely refuses to utilize Logan Thomas at all. Um, Pretty positive. He had like 10 targets that game. He just, yeah, he just they didn't were just him. bad. They were but bad targets. Tight end 2, tight end 7, tight end 7, tight end 18. Um, in four out of the five games, and it, again, guess it's it's on linebackers uh, who are kind of slow when it comes to BJ Goodson and Mac Wilson. Well, maybe Wilson will be back and getting more snaps. I mean, he's working his way back from a uh, hyperextended knee, but uh, Malcolm Smith, maybe. But regardless, again, tight end. It's just a complete dart throw crapshoot. So why not go Eric Ebron? Yeah, I don't hate it. Uh, I do think Malcolm. If I didn't go Evan Ingram last week, I would have picked him this week. I think, I think Malcolm Smith will be the matchup, and he's been okay, um, but nothing to to write home. I mean, Christian's the lowest on Ebron this week at eleven. I have him at eight. Sweet has him at five. You have him at six. I mean, it's a pretty good spot, especially even especially if Deontay's out. Uh, might take away the upside for Claypool, but I mean, who cares there? Uh, <laughs> I think he has a really good week. And I mean, like you said, yeah. the Browns linebackers, while I have enjoyed a couple of the plays the last few weeks, they're still not that good. We'll see right. who the dart lands on next week. Really quick, <laughs> Randy, before you move into yours, uh, since we love talking about tight ends, I have a dynasty question for you guys that I voted on. Would you rather Johnny Smith or Darren Waller in dynasty right now? Oh, Johnny. Can I answer the I don't care? No. Those are two top tiers, at least, you know? Probably Waller still. Interesting. Because yeah, that's what most people are saying. Because I, the, the, the only issue is I think Tannehill has something to do with Smith, and we don't know if Tannehill is going to continue to be the Tennessee quarterback. Yeah, Card. He's been a not quite sure right but but Tannehill's not but Tannehill doesn't have a contract with Tennessee and he's older than Carr but didn't Tannehill just signed a four-year extension bro see this is how much I care about tight ends I don't uh, even know I don't even know that information in my opinion it's even because Johnny is breaking out this year as we rightly predicted uh he is great he's three years younger than Waller but Waller didn't really start playing the NFL till last year, uh, so he doesn't have hits on his body. Uh, honestly, man, it's a I push, think that's what you're saying. 
I think it's a push because I think Gruden stays, uh, whether it's Carr or not. I don't think it matters because it's a system that helps uh, focus on Waller. It's good coaching that's focusing on the talent there. Uh, I think they're both incredible. So uh, if you if you want to strictly go on age, uh, go Janu. Yeah. I, so I chose I chose Janu for obvious reasons, but I can get the argument for Waller as well. I'm going to start voting to get rid of tight ends in league. <laughs> you got to get rid of kickers and defense first, bro. I've tried to do that as many as I can. Randy, it's your turn for your start. Okay, let's finish the starts off. Uh, I'm going TJ Hawkinson. He's had a solid year so far. He's tight in 13, so a little bit of ups and downs, but still right on the borderline as a tight end one. Jags are 25th against tight end so far. They have let a tight end score three of the last four games, including the backup of the Texans last week in Fells. Seems like a solid smash spot for an offense that should come out swinging. And needs to get off to a right start if they have any hope to make the playoffs here. Hawkinson needs to step up with Marvin Jones really doing nothing this year. Yeah, he uh, sucks. I mean, if they're uh, gonna if they're gonna win, Hawkinson has to have a good game. Yeah. Thank you for giving me a stack, by the way, with our starts. <laughs> Anytime. <laughs> Jackasses. No. All right. Um what? rude. Guys, we're sitting. Mm. Yep. Uh, so we just had a discussion uh, in in the middle of our break when Sean's internet cut out. Well, Squadcast's internet cut out. Fuck you, Squadcast. I'm booting you. Um, sponsor the pod. Um, so I'm sitting Andy Dalton. I have been quarterback 23 this week. <laughs> that was so, a nice one. So we we just had a conversation before this before this uh before our break. And um so I'm sitting my guy. Yeah. You, didn't, you didn't even say what the conversation was about. Yeah, well, so the, the conversation was I don't even remember who your second it quarterback was, option. I was. lost I lost Dak in a two quarterback league. I have Ryan Fitzpatrick and I have Cam Newton still, so I'm in okay shape. And it was putting in waiver claims that are going to run tomorrow. And my the order of the guys that I was picking up to drop Dak, it was Andy Dalton first, then Drew Locke, then Derek Carr. Yeah. And I I would probably go Carr, Dalton, Locke. But anyway, I'm sitting Andy Dalton this week. I'm at quarterback 23. I just ultimately like don't love the matchup the cardinals have been pretty good against wide receivers they've been really good against wide receivers i'm pretty sure they've been fairly bad against quarterbacks as well andy dalton doesn't have the same rushing upside as dak prescott which would have made him fantasy relevant this week i think uh where i do think andy dalton they're still going to get a win against the cardinals in my opinion i think he's going to be a a good uh like real nfl football quarterback this week I just don't think it's going to result in fantasy points. So I, at 23, like that's just because the five behind them are just absolute shit. So the Cardinals have given up one top 12 week, and that was the Teddy Bridgewater in week four. Um, eight, quarterback 18, 28, 16, and 21 on the other yeah. week. And you, if you want to talk about a narrative, it's the primetime Andy Dalton narrative. Yeah. Hey. Well, you were wrong with the primetime Kirks. <laughs> I was not. Kirk he had a current game. He, he, he saved it in the fourth. Hey, yeah, hey, hey, two touchdowns are two touchdowns, Mr. Williams. 
That's true. Uh, You're right. Although Randy right. said it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> well then, uh my first sit uh unfortunately is gonna be Julian Edelman. Uh Pat's all accounts are gonna have Cam back. Should be in the lead even with uh, hopefully returning Drew Locke this week. Uh Pats have had the lead and a chance to lead on the run game two times so far against the Raiders and the Dolphins, and they did that heavily. They did not throw down the stretch at all in those games. In those games, in total, Edelman got seven catches for 80 yards. I think there's low target value this week, which makes him an at-best back-end flex play. I think I have him at wide receiver 30. Did I rank him? I don't think I ranked him. You might not have. I, I, I believe I put him at 30 simply because I knew I was not going to put uh, Enkeel Harry on there. You have him at 33. I have him at 30. Okay. Uh, I don't think Christian has him. Uh, then again, he forgot the Patriots game a lot when he was doing his ranking. So it's <laughs> true. Uh, I don't, I, I think he should be in your rankings, Christian, uh, only because we go up to like 48 for wide receivers, but I don't think he has a good week. He, he's going to have to be saved by a touchdown early. Yeah, I should, I'll update. I did forget him. <laughs> Just like <laughs> Damian Harris, this guy. I, I forgot the whole game except for Cam. I think I ranked Cam. Oh, fuck, I hope I ranked Cam. <laughs> yeah, he's my QB2. What am I doing? <laughs> fuck, I forgot. <laughs> wow. All right, my two sits. One is Jared McKinnon, and the other is Travis Fulgham, even though I'm probably going to end up having to play Travis Fulgham in a league if DJ Chark doesn't play. But as for Jared McKinnon, Raheem Mostert came back last week. Jared McKinnon had three touches. I do think this is still going to be Mostert as the primary guy in the backfield. McKinnon maybe could find his way to four or five catches for 30 yards and a touchdown, but I'm not trying to rely on that. Mostert's going to get pretty much all of the rushes. So uh, McKinnon can just find his way back to the bench. And But you still want to keep him rostered most likely because if, if Mostert goes down again, then McKinnon's big. Uh, he, he's in, uh, he jumps up um, into the conversation. As for Travis Fulgham, I want to see it more than once. That's all I want to say is I don't trust one week of going nuts and against a Baltimore defense that is going to be a much tougher matchup, even though Carson Wentz is probably going to have to throw the ball a lot. I want to give it more than one week for Travis Fulgham before I believe. Yeah, he's he on this, this points the first. Yeah, season. I was just going to say two for 57 and a touchdown the week before. Okay, but he had two catches for 57 yards. But then he had 13 targets, man. Yeah, sure. And then Carson Wentz was praising I him. I completely understand what you're saying, Sean. I'm just I do too. giving shit. Uh, shout out me, though. I definitely. Yeah. Plus, there's a possibility that Deshaun Jackson and Alshon Jeffrey are both back this week. Very true. Uh, but in a, in a two-quarterback keeper league, I traded Daniel Jones' shitty ass. Derek McKinnon did nothing last week. And MVS for Saquon to be my keeper next year. Uh, happy go. with that. Uh, <laughs> there you go. Hey, uh, really quick plug for my Travis Fulgham article. I just did a breakdown. Uh, I mentioned it at the top of the show, but... Um, did a breakdown of his 10 catch performance and what that means is it a flash in the pan is he actually really good at football go read it at the cut ffb.com because i'm not gonna i'm not gonna spoil my findings no spoilers okay i actually did retweet that so i remembered to read it 
because I do want to read it. But yeah, I did I put in. Speaking of Fulgham, I put in a bunch of claims in my dynasty leagues. I didn't even check to see if I got them in any of them. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Randy outbid me by six dollars to get him in one league. Damn right, and I was outbid in the one league I needed him most. Uh, didn't like that. Really mad on that one. Was that yeah. the? Is that dynasty? No, it's dynasty red that I needed the most. Man, I, yeah. I have so many good defensive players, and not. I've had so many offensive players go to IR. It sucks. Yeah. All right. Anyway, Randy, you're up. Oh, my bad. Uh, I my second one is going to be Mark Ingram. Uh, he is TD dependent at this point to even be relevant. Uh, he's already second on snap percentages to J.K. Dobbins and barely above Gus Edwards. Eagles are also a top ten run defense on the year as well. Even with the expected Ravens early lead, I still hate this matchup. I hate the workload. I hate the production. I, I'm just staying away. If you absolutely need to play him uh, with the buys and everything, I get it. Uh, you just better hope and pray he gets a touchdown. Yeah. I think he has I, five catches on the year, by the way. No, I think he has three catches on five targets on the year. He uh, He just got dropped in one of my leagues. Which is justifiable, which is crazy. We, and we thought that that could, well, I thought that could be so, the case if JK was relevant, but none of that's so true. So that's the thing. We thought maybe JK could take over. What's really happening is their offense isn't doing well. Uh, Lamar isn't playing well, but they're running with four different people, including Lamar, and no one's doing, no one's exploding into the top role. Yeah, it's it's all very bad. Um. Sean, do you have anything before I cry nope. a little bit? Nope. Okay. Uh, so this one pains me, but it's Philip Lindsay. Obviously, we didn't even talk about the Melvin Gordon news, uh, the DUI from yesterday. Um, after doing some research, Randy said that in the old CBA, that would have been at least a two-game suspension. Uh, we don't know what the new CBA is, but it's likely that... So it doesn't... It doesn't... Sorry, Randy. Go go ahead and finish, Randy. So this was before. Obviously, they updated the CBA this off season, but in the one previously, it was a two game suspension for first offense DUI. Yeah, and which is what he did. What's going to happen here is it's the NFL is not going to do anything until they get all of like the legal information back. So it's going to be up to the Broncos until that point if if he plays or not. Yeah, which they held him out of practice today. Uh, and Van said he didn't want him there. <laughs> and, he, and he said he wasn't sure if he would play this week. Yeah. Well, if they do sit him, sometimes the league will account that towards the suspension. Uh, it it kind of depends yeah. on the situation. So, as long as they don't pay him. Yeah, Good. so I, I really don't think he's playing this week. Yeah, but I'm still sitting Philip Lindsay. Um it's it's not a, a great matchup anyway. The Patriots run defense is, is very good. Uh I pers- like Philip Lindsay, I don't even know if he's fully healthy. I think he's still he I don't know if he was on the injury report or not, but starting him when he's gonna get probably fifty percent of snaps, he'll still split with Royce Freeman. There's no world in which Philip Lindsay gets seventy to eighty especially coming off an injury. And like I said, the matchup sucks. 
I, I'd love to wait a week and see because I do think that after a week of work, if Melvin Gordon is still out, you can start Philip Lindsay pretty uh, pretty easily in your flex at the very least, but I wouldn't even start him there this week. He He's going to be sitting on all my benches. I mean, I'm with you there, man. It's going to be tough for them to really gain any traction on the ground this week. Um, I Yeah, I don't quite. And they play the, the Chiefs next week, so he could have a better game next week. I would assume Gordon's out two games. I know when they were talking about this current CBA, they were talking about extending that to three to four games. Yeah. So I, I I don't I don't have that CBA on hand to read. So uh, right. yeah, where did do your research? I that's as much as I could get, honestly. Yeah, more stuff comes out about the CBA as time passes. I feel like because it's not yeah. just published for everyone. But, um, I I would probably go in and assuming that uh, Gordon's not going to play this week. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so would you guys start Lindsay? No. I mean, I know I ranked him, which is probably a first. Um, <laughs> <laughs> let's see. I I I think I would play him. I have him at twenty five, personally, but it's because of all the people around him. <laughs> yeah. I mean, honestly, like I have him. Right next to Cam Akers, Frank Gore, Mark Ingram, who I said to sit, Jarek McKinnon, Adrian Peterson, Damian Harris, because uh, I'm not quite sure the workload there. Hines, Dionis Johnson, who's a second string. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's a it's uh, a pretty yeah. bad week. Through, with so many teams on by through four games. This the Patriots are the uh, allowing the third fewest points to the running back position, um, and that includes Chris Carson, Lev Bell, and Clyde edwards helaire Yeah, or not Lev Bell, uh, Josh Jacobs. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. So it's even better. So it's not a great matchup. Honestly, I probably should move Philip Lindsay down. I just don't know for who. I uh, think I, <laughs> I threw I think I threw Christian a bone. I put him in at running back thirty two for you. Thirty two. Damn. There's a chance I think, I'm the I lowest think, on him. I think twenty five is a ceiling this week. Yeah. I don't even think it's that. I I, say, like, I think where I have him is probably where I expect him to finish. Like no higher. Well, because I think, just to Christian's point, if he's hurt at all and he's not completely healthy, you're going to see more Royce Freeman than any of us would like to see. Yeah. Hey, some people want to see Royce Freeman. As yeah. is Randy. I, I I'm sure the Jets, the Jets probably want to see Royce Freeman. They'll trade for him after this game. Yeah, the Jets already have Frank Gore. They're fine. Oh, for real. I just can't believe they let Kalen Balazs get away from him. All right, that's it for this one, guys. Yep. Um, so our rankings should be up by the time you're listening to this. Um, and then head over to www.thecutffb.com for all of our hard-hitting fantasy information. Uh, don't look for my name in any of the articles because you won't find any. In fairness, you won't find mine right now. I'm still not uh, accredited writer on there. So, No, you're not yeah. accredited writer anyway. Yeah, he is. Um, yeah, we need to get you guys on there. So, well, I'll I'll speak with our website guy. Yeah, and our design. Yeah, yeah. Talk to our design. Talk to our uh, talk Uh, to our guru there. 
Yeah. How dare he take a vacation in the middle of football season? Asshole. <laughs> Love you, Bert. Anything yeah, else so- to add, boys? No, man. Uh, I'm excited. Uh, I'm. I I haven't added up my dynasty record since you know two weeks ago, but I'm feeling great. Week. I'm in first place in two dynasty leagues. So I was outbid. I was outbid on Fulgham in all but two leagues, which is fine. I, I didn't want like the league I thought he would go for the most was our listener league, and I believe he went for five dollars. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty well, pissed. I was talking. Andy Dalton went for like fifty five, which is or, fair. Or I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah. Bet you guys are wishing you had Ryan Fitzpatrick in that league now. Yeah, Yeah. give them to us for free. Double digit Uh, Monday Night Football. Hey, the only person they would have won on our team was Bill. But it starts at five. Yeah, yeah. Make sure you guys get home from work if you're on the East Coast on on Monday. Yeah, Yeah, speed home. Catch that five o'clock game. Yep. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. alright anything else nah okay. alright good luck in week 6 we'll talk to you on uh, Tuesday go Browns time to beat the Steelers for Christian Williams Randy Hall I'm Sean Ward we gone